As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network? One-on-one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network? Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. A podcast that's there for you when the spit hits the fan. It's Sifpa. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Saturday mornings or afternoons, or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. I'm coming, Nancy. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and it's alarming how charming he feels. It's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. Ahoy. Each week, we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe (laughs) is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. She has opinions so good, she says everything twice. It's Susan (laughs) Kamyab-Stevens. Good to have you back, Susan. Good to be back. Yeah. um, Susan and I... Uh, had our ballots due yesterday, mm-hmm. right? Like last yeah, night. I'm, how was that final push yeah. for you uh, for the CCA? I should mention the Critics' Choice Awards. Uh, how was that final push for you? It was good. It, it made me feel like I have not watched enough mm-hmm. just because I think, sadly, this was probably one of my weakest movie years. Yeah. Yeah. Which- it, it felt like a year for me overall where there were a lot of good movies. But there yeah. weren't, there wasn't just like that one or two where it was just like, oh, I love that movie. Like, you know, yeah. I had some really good experiences. And then I had a lot of movies where I was like, yeah, that's really good. Um, but yeah, 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 the passion seems down a little bit for me this year. Right. Normally, I'm, I feel like normally I have my, my top five and it's a struggle to arrange them or I've mm-hmm. got so many. And this was like, I had one movie that really I connected with bald and was just like, yes, mm-hmm. this is my number one pick. But other than that, everything else was like, yeah, it was good. It was good. It wasn't like, like you yeah. said, the passion was missing. And so when I made my top five, I was kind of like, 
I guess. Yeah. You know? sure. <laughs> like I totally like you're right. Like I put my top five together and all five of them, I would be, I would love for them to get nominated. Right. Like I look sure. at all five of those movies I put in my, cause if you don't know how it works for CCA, we're basically most categories we rank three, but for best mm-hmm. picture, we rank five and you rank them one to five. And that's how they uh, figure out the nominations based on how the body votes. Uh, but for me, I looked at all five of them and I was like, I would be great if any of these five got nominated. I really like these movies, but you're right. There was only, for me, there was really only one of them. I was like, oh man, I really, really want this to get nominated. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of feels like that kind of year, uh, Mm. in many, many ways. What, what's something you put on your ballot? If you don't mind me poking and prodding a little bit. Yeah. I'm curious what your one is that you really liked. Um, I think I know yours. Uh, I think, I think we can say that probably. I'm going to guess yours is King Richard. Um, yes. yes, Cause I know you really, really loved King Richard. Do you want to try to guess mine? Is it Power of the Dog? <laughs> I know how much you didn't like that movie, and no, I did like I did like that movie, but no, it wasn't Power of the Dog. Andrew, do you want to take a guess what uh, the one movie I was really really passionate about was? In the Heights. No, but that's really close. Um, oh, so is it West Side Story? No, no, also oh. really close. <laughs> closer to. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a musical. Yeah, it's closer, a musical, right? Closer to In the Heights. There is a common person involved in the uh, the movie. Encanto. No, no, but no, wait, so, wait, wait. same person. What's the new Lin Manuel movie? That there you go. Oh, Tick Tick Boom. I love Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, That's it's what it's it was. it's the one movie this year that that yeah I, I kind of got really really excited about. Um, okay. So so yeah. So my question was going to be though, what is like uh, the one you know probably won't get nominated that you put on your ballot anyway? Did you have any of those? Yeah, I did. Um, probably Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Nice in Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I did. Um, it was because it was such a struggle to like pick a movie that pick five films that I was really passionate about. I went down to I was like, you know what? This to me, out of all the superhero-y films this year, I was really blown away by. I thought mm-hmm. it was such a fan. It was so well done. It was just, and it's it's one that I would revisit. Like, and like if someone wanted to watch it today, I'd be like, yeah sit down and watch that it was mm-hmm. it was really good so i knew i knew it i know it's not going to get nominated, yeah. but whatever yeah. if, but if it does i'm pleasantly surprised i for me did you have that no i didn't have any in best picture um but i did have some acting that i don't think will will get nominated i picked some of the performances from mass um which are just absolutely mm. incredible and i think deserve recognition but i don't think any of them are going to get nominated maybe and dowd will maybe but Okay, but. that's what I was gonna say. I I haven't watched it yet, which I I I hate that I didn't watch it before voting. I mm-hmm. want to see it. I have no doubt I'm gonna really like it. Um, but I've been hearing Ann Dowd. Like, yeah. I would not be surprised if she gets for for leader supporting. I believe that's in the supporting. I believe all four of them are running in supporting. Um, so that makes their chances stronger. Yeah, I th- I could be wrong yeah. about that. I should I should look that up. But um, I believe that is the case. And then the other because one. That's definitely the weaker. Yeah. The other one was in Best Song. Um, I I gave a vote to uh, Edgar's Prayer from Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar um, because I think that song is amazing. Is that that a seagull on a tire? Yes. Yes. Is that the the one where... Jamie Dornan's like yes, his shirt. Yes, yes. It's so good. That song is incredible. Can you hear my prayer? That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, so good. I actually love that you put that because I, I did. should have put that too. Honestly, yeah. no, it's, it's such a good. Song. It would it would it would make me so happy if that actually got nominated somehow. I know of oh least, gosh, I know of at least one other CCA member that had it on their uh, on their nomination. So you um, you should have told me. I would have put it at least my number three. <laughs> that's right. I would have because my third. I had two. Uh-huh. My top two, and which I I love that "Don't Look Up" song. The yes. "Just Look Up." Yeah. Did which you is at least the, put that in your top three? Which, yes, which is which is a, a, a similar kind of like parody, yeah. kind of funny kind of song. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so that's one uh, that I don't expect to get nominated, but I wanted to put in there. Although the song from um, the Will Ferrell uh, song from that comedy, did we did end up nominating that. That was another one I put in. Um, what, Eurovision? Yeah, the Eurovision song. Um, I love that song. Yeah, me too. Yeah, who's in hometown? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's, uh, that's such a. I rewatched that the other day. It's such a good movie. It is. It's a lot. I of fun. like it too. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. All right. Well, there's some uh, some thoughts on our CCA ballots. Uh, the nominations, by the way, will be out uh, Monday, which is usually when this podcast drops. So if you're listening to this, you can probably look at what got nominated. You probably already know if uh, Edgar's prayer uh, managed to uh, to snag a nomination. Uh, but yeah, make sure you check that out. Uh, those nominations are out Monday. The awards are the 9th. Is that right? January 9th. Yeah, I, I think January they're on 9th. Uh, CW and also on TBS this year. Um, so yep, we got two. Yeah, we'll be broadcasting live on uh, on both of those channels. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into it. Uh, we've got a couple of good reviews today. Uh, Licorice Pizza, West Side Story. We're going to talk about those. Our best ever challenges, best ever musicals, uh, which is a nice big category. And then, of course, we'll do our buried treasure. But let's kick it off by talking about West Side Story 2021. Do you want to start World War III? You know, I wake up to everything I know either getting sold or wrecked or being taken over by people that I don't like. You keep away from him as long as you're in my house. I'm a grown-up now, Bernardo. I'm going to think for myself. Tony. We need you if we're going to war. Who are you? Friend or foe? Two youngsters from rival New York City gangs fall in love, but tensions between their respective friends build toward tragedy. Uh, When West Side Story 2021 was announced that Spielberg was remaking West Side Story... Uh, almost in unison, everyone cried, why, Steven, why? Uh, because really, one of the classic musicals of all time, and you want to give it another go, but Spielberg is Spielberg. So what did we think about his uh, remake of West Side Story? Did we like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Susan, you get to kick us off. Um, I am really surprised at myself just because I did not, I mean, I've never sat down to watch the original one the whole mm-hmm. way through because yeah. it just it's on tv and i watch a little bit of it and then i just can't do it i mm-hmm. can't finish i'm like, yeah. like whatever so going into this i was very um i was like whatever i, I gotta sure. watch it that's how i felt i gotta watch it and even when it started i kind of was like what the hell like what the heck is happening mm-hmm. like what, yeah. what is going yeah. on you know because a lot of their dialogue is through like dance mm-hmm. dance movement um but then with that, within like 15 minutes, I found myself very much in love with this movie. I thought it was great. Oh, so you're in loved it. Uh, loved it category. I would say, I would say I, I, I think it did a certain, 
movie magic for me as far as musicals. Only certain musicals can do that. Not every musical can do it, but sure. it did its job for a musical for me where I was like, I got my chills at certain points, certain points I was blown away. I think I even tweeted, you know, I didn't think we needed a remake of West Side Story, but I think we needed Steven Spielberg's remake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Sounds like low side of loved it, you know, somewhere high side of liked it, somewhere in that range for you. Yeah. I'd say high side of liked it. Yeah. Low side love. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Andrew, what about you? So uh, a little bit of backstory on me before I give my little uh, review, quick review of this. Uh, I don't like musicals mm -hmm. at all. Aaron knows this about mm -hmm. me, which yep. is why I think he chose our, uh, our uh, best ever challenge this week of picking <laughs> But when I was in college, I was actually in West Side Story. So, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the crew, you know, I had to build the set, and I was like one of the background dancers and stuff. Nice. But uh, I got a lot of problems with this movie. And oh. even though I have a lot of problems with mo this movie, the fact that it's my second favorite movie of the year should say so much about <laughs> how amazing the other parts of this movie are. Wow. Oh, so where does that put you? That's. Uh, yeah, just Beyond loved it. Us. Beyond loved it. Nice. Way firmly into loved it. Yeah, we're gonna kind of yeah. we're gonna sweep the loved it uh, camp. I don't know that it's probably a surprise that I loved it uh, as much as certainly as yeah. is that Andrew loved it. Um, but you know, for me, the question of why, which you know, again, is what everybody was saying uh, when this was announced, is an interesting question because it kind of it kind of puts us in the category of deciding what other people should create for their art. And that's uh, not necessarily our role, right? And so I've always been of the opinion not to ask why, but to just, you know, see what is created and then decide how I feel about it. Um, and my expectations were that Steven Spielberg's a great director and he was going to give us a serviceable West Side Story and, and it was going to be, you know, fine. And it is so much more than fine. Um, this is the best Spielberg has been as a director in a long time. And that's not saying yeah. the stuff he's made recently is bad and that he was a bad director. And I'm just saying this is like magic Spielberg. Like, you know, yeah. like some of these it shots really and transitions and things that he's doing here. Mm -hmm are just intoxicating and he's taking a story which by the way west side story is just romeo and juliet you know yes. adapted to the yeah. 60s and so you know it's not like this story hasn't been told a million different times before he remade it as west side story um oh yeah i also don't like shakespeare <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah so you're oh over. same same <laughs> i'm with you andrew yeah um so so it's it's interesting to me that it it, it is it's just blowing away expectations in this way, and I think rightfully so. Um, I want to let you guys talk a little bit, uh, you know, more about, you know, kind of why you loved it. Andrew, why don't you go next? What are some of, you know, your things that that, that kind of stood out to you? Well, I 100% agree that the reason why this film is so um, incredible is because Steven Spielberg, with this movie, cements himself as in the conversation of being the greatest. I mean, he's always been in that conversation, but this is just another nail right in there. 50 saying, years I, he's been making movies. 50 it's years. Insane. Yeah. And you can tell when you, when you see a movie like this, it's proof that his love of the craft mm -hmm. has not diminished at all. Yeah. Like you look back at his beginnings, you know, with Jaws and like uh, Close Encounters, movies that people thought were amazing spectacles and amazing directorial, you know, uh, debuts and stuff you look at this i still see the same passion love 
and creativity that went into those movies. But this is a well-seasoned, well-rounded director who knows exactly how to put what's in his mind on the screen. This movie is beyond gorgeous. The color palettes that are used, the sweeping shots that you talked about. I mean, it's, it's, it's the best I can think of of a play adaptation to film that mm-hmm. I can think of. Like, it's so well done. Yeah. Yeah, Susan, what about you? Some of your further thoughts. I mean, I, I completely agree with that. That was the main thing I noticed was you can really tell when a director cares and has so much passion um, in what they're making. Um, and that's just with the, the set design. The, I mean, I know he's not necessarily choreographing the film, but he's choosing mm-hmm. what to shoot of that choreography. And um, so just beautifully done. So that visually it's captivating, but it's also for me also like – I love that they're casting people who are actually mm-hmm. Hispanic <laughs> instead of tanning some white people. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> Quote unquote tanning. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call that. I think that's something that that's a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. was Rita Moreno the only one who mm-hmm. was actually a Hispanic woman like playing that like and even so and even even she was was bronzed um right. in that original she was movie bronzed. yeah yeah she yeah. was super bronzed yeah and which uh, i love seeing her in this one too yeah, by the way. yeah yes totally. and there is something very empowering about her scene well i don't know if i should say it but there's a scene that's maybe mm-hmm. i won't ruin it but that was problematic to her in the original one mm-hmm. that i saw in the um in her recent documentary that she talks about. Mm -hmm. And so seeing what she does in this film to kind of rectify what she felt before is, is really, that's just, it's, it's empowering, but um, that, and I just think that you can't help it, even though this is a message that's plain as day, simple, you'd, you'd say like, don't treat different, uh, don't treat people who are different from you Mm -hmm. (laughs) like this, that, it's still relevant today. That's what's just so crazy is that we still need this message today. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just, in every way it was, it was, I guess we still need, I I used to always say I hated history class because I'm like, why are we, why why do we need to learn about history? But everyone will always say, so we're not doomed to repeat it. And now I'm like, I feel like I'm doing that with this film. Why do we Mm -hmm. need another West Side Story? Oh, no, we do. We do need this message repeated and we need it correctly done. Not that the old one wasn't correct, but I don't know what the well. Word it hasn't is. aged well. It hasn't aged well. Yeah, like, and that's, it and hasn't that's aged a, well. That's it. That's yeah. a huge part of this. Uh, and I think one of the answers to the question why that I think resonates is um, it did not uh, appropriately understand or treat the uh, Puerto Rican side of this mm-hmm. with any kind of grace or respect or anything. In fact, you watch that original one, and not only are they casting white people to play Puerto Ricans. They're also emphasizing the uh, the jets much more than the sharks, and in fact, this this one brings in a completely new prominent character uh, to the sharks uh, side of things and gives it um, uh, a real purpose in the story. And uh, I was I was really impressed with it. Reminded me in many ways, and this is a terrible example because I know a lot of people don't like this remake or or the, but it did a lot of what Aladdin did. The new Aladdin did a lot of fixing no. of you know, things. So, yeah, absolutely. That's a great comparison. Yeah, I agree. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so that part of it is, is really cool. Um, I also wanted to talk about the casting. I think the casting is just pitch perfect in this movie. 
Um, you know, the o- the only one I could maybe quibble a little bit is Ansel Elgort, but I was gonna say that, yeah. He, he, he works, uh, but he's the the every other person in this cast, I'm like, they are perfect. Um Well, but, he yeah. just you can see because the rest of the cast is like one thousand percent committed in their mm-hmm. rule rules and just like giving it their all. He's like a hundred percent. He's right. there. Yeah, yeah. But he's not he's not given just as much as everybody else. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that it felt like whenever you like he was acting and stuff, he was great. But whenever it came time to sing, he was so focused on singing that he forgot he kind of had to, you know, perform and act while he's singing sure. at the same time. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this, though. Uh, David Alvarez and Mike Faced, who played Riff and mm-hmm. Bernardo, they were my two favorites. Riff and Bernardo that, are so good. So yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Riff and Bernardo, that was w- what sold me on this being like just incredible the you feel the animosity there mm-hmm. it's so it felt so genuine yeah the, yeah yeah and, great, I'll, and i'll just great great casting I'll, I'll throw out uh rachel zegler who i think is absolutely yeah. incredible as maria uh ariana mm-hmm. debose uh is yes. astonishing as anita favorite. um mm-hmm. yeah just down the line like even even like the secondary jets and sharks you know like they just they all felt realized. They felt, you know, uh, you know, perfectly cast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, even down to like uh, Brian uh, DRC uh, James as is, is Officer Krupke. Like, you know, that was a great Krupke. Oh yeah, it was a good Krupke. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, I just felt like down the line the casting was really on point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about other stuff? What else do you guys want to mention? Uh, I mean, I could, I could honestly just go on forever about all the things I loved about this movie. I mean, I will say something. I didn't realize because I haven't seen the original. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how many songs I knew from the film. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, yeah. It's like, like classic after singing, classic. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel pretty. I was like, what? That's what this movie? <laughs> oh, that's what this is from. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I thought that movie was like way older than this movie. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was like. I don't know, but it, I mean, there's just so many. It's amazing how many songs that's that tells you something about West Side Story as a musical. How many songs people, if they don't know anything about it, I guarantee you, you'll recognize one song, if not two, already because they are some timeless music in there. Yeah, and that's you know, and that uh, this is another part of the equation is the Sondheim, uh, you know, part of the equation uh, who wrote all this mm. and has recently passed, and so mm-hmm. you know, there's. There's just a, another great, great opportunity just to, uh, just to respect what you know his talent and uh, and what he did here. But yeah, you're right. Tonight, uh, I feel yeah. pretty. Um, you know, Maria. Uh, even like, um, yeah. what's the one hand, one heart? Like I've heard that at so many weddings, and I often yeah. forget it's from West Side Story. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I just it's it's quite a lineup of of classic songs. And I, and I will say too, even though we kind of riffed on um, Ansel a little bit, I I did feel the chemistry between him and Rachel. Then that was something else that I it's I I don't know what it is, but since I've been married, the way I used to view like romantic relationships in film is it's it's harder to get me with the butterflies and the chills. <laughs> like I, sure. I used to be such sure. a sucker for any romance, and now right. I'm like, mm-hmm, let me see. Yeah, but let like, me, let me tell you about life, okay? Yeah, uh, yeah, let's see if you have the spark or not. I don't know. I'm not as easy, I guess. Right. But like this one, 
I felt it with them so many times, like the scene when he came in the window and like after, I mean, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but you know, after something mm -hmm. bad happened sure, and just like her hanging on to him and like, mm -hmm. don't leave me like that whole, that whole scene in the bedroom. I just was like, I felt, I believed it. They were good. Nice. They, they were really great. Nice. That, that is one of my negatives. I'll, I'll say that, uh, this is kind of leading into my the premise of, you know, the love at first sight, mm. the what I would call the ridiculousness of it is yeah. basically the Shakespeare slash Arthur Lawrence. Yes, it's as, uh, it's as ridiculous here as it has ever been anywhere in this yes. story. You know, exactly. I spot you across so, the room and I know we're going to spend our life together. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, 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 that's 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 going to be my main issue with it. And also. My other issue with this movie is I think it's a little too long. I think that there's they could have cut out a couple of dance numbers, a couple of songs, uh, and maybe that's just my my dislike for musicals and stuff like that. Could be. Because I feel that they can ruin the flow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a lot of these dance numbers and some of these uh, uh, songs and stuff. But let's just say like after uh, something tragic happens, you just jump straight into I feel pretty oh so pretty and just it was so jarring you know and okay. I know it's yeah. supposed to be like well this is going on over here this mm -hmm. is going on over there but right. it, but it for me as an audience member it messes with my flow and vibe to where I can I have to choose do I appreciate this moment or do I appreciate this moment? I, mm -hmm. Because at doing both at the same time is just a little too difficult for me. It is. I mean, it is something that Sondheim purposely did in this movie. In fact, there's one song that purposely plays with that dichotomy tonight. Tonight purposefully plays with like, you know, this romance is happening tonight, tonight. And then the other the other lines are, you know, the Jets are going to do whatever tonight. You know, like there's, yeah. you know, so it's purposely playing with there's this beauty going on and this violence underneath. And um, so yes, I get what you're saying, but it, it definitely is an intentional part, uh, intent, yeah. intentional part of this story. Yeah. So, this yeah. is just my personal preference. Yeah. Why didn't they make my movie? <laughs> Gosh. I will say the dancing in this is spectacular. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's interesting too, because if you watch the original, you will see a lot of nods to the original moves and some of the, the things they did in the 1961, but they've also really changed some of the choreography here in some, I think, beneficial ways. There's a real aggressiveness uh, to mm. a lot of the choreography here that is even more um, transgressive and violent than the original. And I think that's necessary because what Spielberg is doing in many ways is making this a bit more honest, right, in a lot of ways. And so he's a bit more honest even about the violence of the story mm -hmm. than the original is. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how they kind of change some of that stuff. And they also rearranged the order of the songs in oh, uh, some they? cases, uh, as well. And I think what it, at least what it allowed for me was a way to, uh, really feel the energy and progression of the story in a more fluid way. If you watch, uh, the original, and this kind of goes against your point, Andrew, um, but the original is even more like what you're saying, where there will be a song that will come in and it just doesn't feel like the story's ready for that portion of it yet. And yeah. uh, Spielberg has, I th I think, smoothed this story out to where you just feel like you're on the ride the whole way and you're getting the information you need at the point you're getting it and feeling the things uh, that you're supposed to feel. But I, I was supremely impressed 
um, with what Spielberg uh, did here. So, yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Any anything else we want to say before we move on? No post credit scene. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, it was good. Um, I mean, like I said, people should watch it. I think it's really good. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's West Side Story, the 2021 version. Uh, exactly 60 years after uh, the original 61 version wow. uh, came out. 60 years. Uh, mm. All right, let's move into licorice pizza. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. Sand. Sand. Yeah, like sands. Like the ocean. Like beaches. Barbara Streisand? No. Like Streisand. Sand. But the film is a sad thing for. This is fate that brought us together. But she's lived it ten times or more. Our roads took us here. She could spit in the eyes of fools. You're not my director. They ask her to focus Set in the San Fernando Valley in the 1970s, the film follows a high school student who is also a successful child actor, and that is all you're getting about the plot of this one. Uh, <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson directing, which that's always an event, and in fact, in our uh, members-only pre-show, we talked a little bit about PTA's career and different things with yeah, that. Um, this stars uh, Alana, uh, is it? It's Heim, right? Heim. It's, yeah. Heim. From the band Heim, right? I mean, am I wrong about yep. that? Yeah. So No, I, you're right. Um, so yeah, she plays Alana and then Cooper Hoffman, who is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, uh, yep. plays Gary Valentine. You've got Bradley Cooper uh, hanging out in there as well. Even a little Sean Penn, Maya Rudolph uh, making appearances. Um, yeah, this is another period piece from PTA taking place, uh, and I think is somewhat autobiographical for him. I know he's, you know, a lot of these stories are from, uh, his own life growing up in the seventies. What did you guys think about licorice pizza? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay. Andrew, you get to kick us off. Low side of loved it. Low side of loved it. It's a good week for Andrew watching movies. It is a really good week for me. Uh, what about you, Susan? I would say I, I high side of liked it. <laughs> high side of liked it. Uh, I'm going to yeah. be the downer on this one. Um, I'm on the low side of liked it, and I almost said the high side of okay. But I'm going to go ahead and give this a liked oh. it. I think there's enough here on the positive mm-hmm. side for me to uh, to go into the uh, liked it camp. Um, sounds like, uh, Andrew, sounds like you liked it the most, loved it the mm-hmm. most. Uh, why don't you kick us off? What are some of your thoughts on licorice pizza? What I think... PTA does better than any other director out there is he can set up an uncomfortable relationship between the leads in his movies. Mm-hmm. Like if you like go through all of his movies, you know, even inherent vice uh, punch drunk love every like relationship between like the main characters, it always feels on the edge of wrong. And I think mm-hmm. this is like the best like example of like this is a really awkward weird relationship between our two leads um it's it's a fascinating look into the the world of child actors or child uh, you know kids in hollywood and what their life was like and what it potentially is like now i don't know but uh yeah i just think that his ability to bring uh those kind of relationships onto the screen is just amazing yeah. Yeah. Uh, Susan, what about you? What are some of your thoughts? Yeah. Um, it, it was hard. I, I, I almost was where you, you lied, uh, Aaron, I was closer to just liking it, but the mm-hmm. biggest reason why 
I was higher side of like is because of Alana Heim. Mm-hmm. Um, she is so phenomenal. In She's this great. Film. She's so good in this movie. Yeah. I, I cannot get over how good she is. Like as I was watching the movie I, there, it is very long and it feels long. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that I, if this movie was an hour and a half, I might have been on more of the love it camp, but it like that last hour, I really feel. And especially because the direction kind of not really sure where it's going sort of thing, mm-hmm. but her, I mean, I just, I cannot rave enough about her. I'd never seen her act before. And she is, I mean, I don't even feel like that. I, I can't even consider her that a breakout performance because I feel like she's been a seasoned actor this whole time. She just <laughs> is so good in this movie. I I, I seriously, I, I think mm-hmm. that was my, like, that's what I can't stop raving about is her performance. She's just so effortless and natural. And there's a lot of things there that I, the, the relationship is weird to me, but I, I've let yeah. it go because if you're kind of looking at it from all the men that she has in her, that she encounters throughout the film that are of her age or older than her, they are such scum. And it's very interesting to see how that makes like Gary look like it makes you understand the attraction there. It makes you in the relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough with those movies. Cause not a whole lot's happening. It's more like just a watching two people, like a coming of age kind of film. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I enjoyed it. But like I said, she was the main reason why I enjoyed it. I could have watched her all day. So, and there's, and it's like funny and stuff, but, uh, it's, and it's lighthearted. I also said in my review that this is kind of a comical breather in like a season of heavy dramas. So that's, yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's yeah. what I would mention on the positive side for me is I think you can, you can feel the nostalgia for PTA dripping off this thing. You can mm-hmm. tell he has a, a lot of love for this era. And I think because of that, the humor works really, really well. Uh, the stuff with Bradley Cooper, I was dying. Um, I just, I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, there's, there's character moments that are really funny. Um, the, uh, the Lance character, there's a John Michael Higgins, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. as the restaurateur with his wives Mm -hmm. that is so uncomfortably hilarious. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to feel about that. I feel like we should be like, I don't even know that, I don't even know that I like that in the mood. Like, I get that That's we're making the- fun of this guy, but but I don't know that everybody in the audience that I was in that was laughing. I don't know if they were laughing for the right reasons. You know what I mean? That, it's it's no, it, it's uncomfortable laughing. Are, like, is he really doing this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I wasn't sure about that. That was kind of a negative for me. I was like, yeah, it's I don't know. It's I couldn't laugh at that scene because this, my my face was actually like. Uh, yeah. It was that. Yeah. It was that yeah. throughout it. So I couldn't laugh because I was just like, oh, I know they're trying to make this. This is wrong. But it's exactly what you said. Who's going to be laughing for? If someone's laughing, are they laughing for the right reasons? Or are yeah. they laughing because, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to mention the Lance character as one that I, I really uh, liked. I think uh, uh, Skylar Gzondo is the uh, the young actor oh. that that plays him. And he's just that typical, just like, smooth you know i've got the whole oh like, yeah in, I, like, I love that actor yeah he was in a uh, book smart too, yes right yeah. yes yeah. yes yeah. uh in the whole scene where you know um he has her over to meet his jewish family and oh man it's just it's it's so great um and so the, the movie does have those moments and uh i did love it for for those moments 
Um, I will transition transition us because you've both mentioned it, and it is my main negative of the movie. I I just I could not I could not get over the fact that she was twenty five and he was fifteen. I could not let it go, and it's it, it's it, it was. <sighs> Here's the thing: I'm not going to completely play the reverse the genders and how do you feel game. I think it's valid to mention, but there are differences in power dynamics when it comes to men and women that does make it different. But if, you know, if you do flip the genders, nobody is enjoying this movie, right? Like if this is a 15-year-old girl and a 25-year-old man, this is a completely different story. Now, like I said, gender swapping does also change power dynamics, and that is an important thing to mention. Um, So, you know, it is different uh, for a, uh, you know, a woman to be the 25 year old than for a man, but it's still really difficult to get over because he really is a child. You know, I know he's a teenager, but at 15, I don't know. There was part of me that was like, I think I would have really loved this movie if somehow it had ended up with her being a mature 25 year old and going, call me in five years or something like that. You know, like that would have felt a lot better to me, but I really felt like the movie wanted us to root for what is if not an inappropriate relationship, an illegal one. <laughs> like, yes. you know, like this. So it's it's just kind of one of those weird things that for whatever reason, I just could not put in the rearview mirror. And and I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying it's, I don't know. I just, I couldn't get over the the ick factor uh, on that a little bit. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. I can't fault you for that at all. I mean, you <laughs> know, the entire movie, no. the entire movie, I'm having that conversation with myself. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And, and every single time it lands with me going, "This is wrong," but I'm still in, invested in what I'm watching mm-hmm. because yeah, uh, we've we've mentioned this, but yeah, the side characters that we meet throughout this entire movie are brilliant. The whole Bradley Cooper moment is hilarious and yet terrifying at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. Like, oh, the, in, the, in the truck, that's... Yeah. Are you talking about the truck? Or, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's mm-hmm. just terrifying. Yeah. Uh, PTA has one of those moments, it feels like, in every one of his movies. Like in uh, Boogie Nights, it was the Alfred Molina scene. Right, right. In in this one, it's the Bradley Cooper scene. Mm-hmm. Barbara Streisand. Yes, Streisand. that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? What yeah. else do we want to uh, talk about with this one? Um, yeah. I'll throw out a negative. Go for it. Okay. I think this movie does uh, take a while to get going. I think it starts slow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that if if you're not really a fan, uh, like if you're not invested either by the actors, like loving the actress or pre- previously or the director, then this could be a struggle to stay focused with to get yeah. to the good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and I I think like it's that's why the saving grace is Alana Heim because I if she if they didn't have her, I don't know if I would have liked the movie. Uh yeah. to your point, Aaron, I the with the age, yes, I really was struggling with that the whole time, except for the fact that she her character is so immature. She's so her ment- mentality is a 15-year-old. She mm-hmm. is a brat. She's temperamental. She's just like nowhere. Like when they said she was 25, I was shocked because I actually thought just not even the way she looks, but the way mm-hmm. she behaves is very teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that was something that if you want to go with like age is just a number, then you could you could use that logic. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's okay if right. in real life. In real life, even a woman dating a 25-year-old dating a 15-year-old is questionable. Well, so, sir, there have certainly been yeah. teachers who have dated yeah. male students that are mm-hmm. in jail 
because, yeah. you know, and they were 22, 23, you know, but they, yeah. you know, but they, you know, it's just, and there's a different dynamic there too with power authority and, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, Aaron yeah. making excuses for him over here. <laughs> I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah i uh i i think at the end of the day it's just something either you'll be able to put in your rearview mirror and it's a type of suspension of disbelief right it's a it's a type it's the same muscle that you Mm -hmm. use to suspend disbelief in different ways that you also use to go okay i'm just watching a story here just tell me about these characters um but you know it's it's much harder when when it when it starts to wade into moral grounds, and then it's harder for me yeah. to suspend disbelief uh, in some of those ways. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't really talked a lot about Cooper. Um, how did we feel about Cooper Hoffman doing his thing? Oh, I thought you meant Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Cooper Hoffman's great. He's great. Yeah, yeah I thought so too. Yeah, I thought so did. too. I'm excited to see uh, if he kind of wants to uh, kind of walk in his his dad's footsteps. I think that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, like you know, comedy. Uh, well just uh, uh i mean i know he did he did drama too but yeah so. no i just mean is i mean obviously philip yeah, seymour hoffman was one of our yeah. greats and so to, to be an actor yeah, yeah to be interesting to see if he wants to and i hope i hope he doesn't feel like the pressure of that you know what i mean that he really yeah. is able to kind of make his own decision on that but he's certainly in the limelight totally. now you know this is a big movie and he's he's certainly yeah. certainly mm-hmm. out there so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good way to announce yourself to the world in a, PT, a PTA job. movie. Yeah, that'll that'll work. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, any other thoughts on licorice pizza? No post credit scene. No post credit scene. No, not really. My final thought is it's a terrible title. I don't understand the title. Uh, oh, it sounds disgusting. I hate it. Actually, <laughs> I was really annoyed there was no pizza in the movie. I was really bothered <laughs> or, by or that. licorice or <laughs> or licorice. No licorice or pizza. Lots of waterbeds, but no licorice. Yeah, or pizza. <laughs> I really wanted to see a pizza in that movie. I really it is. Did. It is. My understanding is it's based on a record store uh, that PTA used oh. to go to in the seventies that was called Licorice Pizza. Well, then have the have the record story in the movie. That's all I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm saying. It's just a weird, okay. dumb title, in my opinion. But yeah, uh, did you guys ever have waterbeds growing up? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, not my parents, but a friend of mine had her parents had a waterbed, and I loved it. I yeah, like, I Whoa. slept on a waterbed all through high school. Um, <gasps> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's probably the reason my neck is as jacked up as it is today. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, it's probably the reason my back is as bad as it is. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible for your back. Like, it's. Did it ever pop? Well, it's not good Did for you, you ever at all. Pop your bed. I have a waterbed story. I shall tell it to you now. I woke, I woke, I woke up uh, one morning uh, after sleeping in my waterbed. This was the last night I ever slept in my waterbed. <laughs> Why? Um, I woke up and realized that my shirt was soaking wet. And I was like, okay, what is going on here? Got out of bed, stripped the sheets. There was a pool of, of water. Like in the middle of this waterbed, there was like a, a lake, a reservoir, if you will, of just standing water. And I was like, <laughs> what happened here? And so we, we kind of uh, got some buckets and emptied it out. Apparently, it had been uh, the water level was too low or something. And the way I had slept that night had put my exact weight in a way that it touched the top to the bottom of the waterbed right where the heater was. And it had melted oh, the, no. the whatever it is, the, you know, the, I, it's not plastic, whatever. They say it in the movie, the, whatever. Like, it's made of oil, the, air. It's and, oil. Yeah. Whatever yeah, the oil yeah. is. Exactly. Had melted it to the bottom in a way. And while that was happening, water escaped. 
but it had done it had sealed it off the top all the way down to the bottom and then just left the pool of water there um so yeah it's a good thing the water didn't hit any of the electrics you know that's what i was thinking yeah. and also why yeah. i've never slept in a waterbed since then uh, we still <laughs> yeah. have that frame by the way we still have my high school waterbed frame uh one of my children is using it at college right now so yeah well, that's nice. Wow, uh, the waterbed frame fit in a college dorm? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. College dorms have come a long way since I was in college. I think that's where it's at. I may be I may be wrong. I may be wrong. You, now that you mention that, I don't think you can't be at a college with him. It must be one of my other boys must have it. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my waterbed story. So congratulations. I think everybody has a story that ends with uh, <laughs> it popped. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. We will move on. Before we get to the Best Ever Challenge, just a reminder uh, that this podcast, as well as the website, uh, SifPop.com, is supported by amazing SifPop members who enjoy the content and want to keep it going. If that describes you and you want to check it out, it starts at $3 a month. Um, and there are different levels with different perks, perks including things like your own dedicated podcast feed with no commercials, uh, as well as a bonus episode every week. Like I mentioned, we talked about PTA movies in the bonus episode this week for Sif Pop members. Um, and you can check all that out at Patreon, patreon.com slash um, you can set it up for $3 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever uh, you think would help out. And we appreciate it. And obviously, no pressure. Um, if you are in a place where you can support something like this, we are not pressuring you to do so. However, um, if you do enjoy the content and are in a place where you want to support, we really do appreciate it. Patreon.com slash SiftPop uh, is where you would check that out. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's move on to our best ever challenge. Uh, best ever musicals, uh, as requested by Andrew. Um, yes. <laughs> he was really hoping to talk about musicals this week. So, Adamant. Um, Adamant, yes. He had to make it happen. We will go from number I five. will say, though. Mm-hmm. Go, no. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. 
Say what you're going to say. I was going to say, I did on this list, I did only limit myself to one animated Disney movie. There you go. So I tried really hard. I tried really hard. Good job. Good job. Okay. Because if I did animated Disney films, that would have been, that's all it would be. It's just like five movies. So I was like, nah, I'm just going to stick with no Disney, like animated. Very nice. Uh, We'll go number five to number one. Uh, As always, if you've got a movie higher than somebody else who mentions it you can yell trump and we will wait Hmm. until whoever has it highest uh to talk about it so we'll start at number five and uh i'll go ahead and kick us off since we're talking about animated disney musicals this is where i had mine um i have beauty and the beast uh at number five um nice I think mm-hmm. this is of the animated Disney musicals, uh, my favorite. I think there is just a beauty to this animation in music that is absolutely stunning. Um, it's just a beast of a movie, really. It's magical, if you will. Um, <laughs> I, I really, really do enjoy this. I think it was nominated for Best Picture, if I'm not mistaken. It was the first animated movie. It was yeah. the first animated one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and deservedly so. It's really, really good. So that comes in yeah. at my number five. Um, Susan, why don't you go next? Well, I would like to add that if I were to place an animated Disney film in my musicals, it would be Beauty and the yeah, Beast. So yeah, nice. very great choice there. Thanks. Uh, number five, I went with Chicago. Hmm. Um, I do love that soundtrack. Uh, I think it's a good movie. That's that's another one. The story's kind of like eh to me sometimes because mm-hmm. it's like, I guess, disbelief. But, um, but I, just, I think it's great. I mean, I guess – and Catherine Zeta-Jones won her supporting uh, actress Oscar for that film, and mm-hmm. rightfully so because she was the best part of that movie, in my opinion. And uh, but other than that, it was just really great music. I mean, a lot of times musicals for me, it's does the does the music captivate me? And mm-hmm. this one, this one has a solid soundtrack and uh, interesting story. Nice, Andrew. What do you got at number five? Yeah. Holidays are coming up right now. So everybody has their favorite Christmas movie. This is where I had mine. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Nice. Good choice. This is my family's go-to Christmas movie every single year. We all sit Mm. down. We all sing the songs as they come up. Uh, My whole family, we were raised on Jim Henson. So this is easily what I think is the best telling of the the Christmas Carol ever. Uh, I think that Michael Michael Caine is the best Ebenezer Scrooge there ever has been. It's a it's a classic in our house. Yeah, it's a great choice. I I had the Muppet movie in my honorable mentions. Um, and, yeah, you know it's it's the Muppets are you don't often think of them as musicals, um, but the yeah. Muppet movies are, are. Are you talking about the new one? No, actually, I was Muppet I was movie? talking about the oh, okay. uh, the original. Um, okay, so yeah, I like both. Yeah, I do too. I do too as well. Um, all right, on to our number fours. Yes. Uh, I had Moulin Rouge at me number too. four. Oh, oh nice. me too. Wait, hey. wait, <laughs> really? We I all had Moulin Rouge at number four. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's crazy. <laughs> what a wild, I mean, what, a, I mean, I, that's great. That's awesome. Let's talk about Moulin Rouge, guys. Uh, this movie is awesome. Um, this is yeah. this was one of the first uh, musicals for me that was contemporary in a way that I was like 
pumped about singing the soundtrack. You know, like this, it felt like mm. mine. Like it felt like one, in, like mm-hmm. my musical in a lot of ways. And plus, you've got you know famous actors with Nicole uh, Kidman and Ewan McGregor doing it just incredible, incredible music, and that shocked yeah. me. And so. Man, I've probably sung Come What May a uh, hundred thousand times. Like, it's just such a fun song to like belt out. And then you've got, you know, the remakes and the mashups of all, you know, these different love songs. And man, it's just a fun time. Just a fun time. I really, I really mm-hmm. want to see the Broadway show. There's a new Broadway show that uh, just came out. Really? Um, yeah, Moulin Rouge. Um, was this a Broadway musical before it was a movie, or no, was it a movie no. first? This is this is straight from this is straight from the brain of Baz Luhrmann, um, I believe. Okay. So wow, yeah, because yeah. it has like a Broadway. Obviously, it's you know it's about mm-hmm. like a stage performance and stuff. It just has the Broadway feel to it. Yeah, this movie, uh, the interpretation of uh, the police's Roxanne in this is probably the best remake of a, a, a song for a musical ever that i've heard it's so perfect and it's so different than you know the way that sting sings it it's the best yeah yeah susan did yeah. you have anything you wanted to say about yeah. moulin rouge i i mean i really love the like madonna songs in there and mm-hmm. then um I, I just but in general it's kind of what you said i really love when a musical takes songs that i already know and this mm-hmm. was probably one of the best films that did that because i was like "Ooh, it like it makes you feel like you already know the movie but mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's the first time you're watching it and also too as i was saying when i was younger this was definitely one of those couples that i felt the romance like you really oh god mm-hmm. the, the, when she dies and it's just like oh my goodness yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 really great performances too but i i love the story i love the music that's another one yeah. I'm surprised Andrew hasn't pronounced this movie correctly um, yet, but uh, but uh, give is it not Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge? No, it's got an exclamation point. So uh, oh, Moulin Rouge! There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it's got an exclamation Mother. Yeah. Exactly. You got to put a little little stank on it. Uh, all right. So all that right. is what's your number three? Aaron? All of our number fours. Let's go on yeah. to number three. Uh, at number three, I had Sound of Music. Um, Oh, Trump. Okay. I wondered if somebody might. It is certainly one of the classics. Um, What did you have at number three, Susan? Grease. Ah, yes. Okay. Great, great music, Uh, but another one I can't quite get on board with the morality of, but (laughs) but go ahead. Yeah. I I almost didn't put it because I think like if I were to watch it now, I don't know how much I would really like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's aged well at all. It has not. Um, It has not. There's but a there's a line was, where a guy asked, "Did she put up a fight?" So yep, yeah, that's about all yep. you need to know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 And as a kid, though, Wait, like, that that's line's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's in one it's of the songs. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. Exactly. No, you're right. Did she put up a fight? It's pretty terrible. Even like, it's yeah. It, it's it's not appropriate in a lot of ways. But the soundtrack is one that. Um, I also listened to yeah. like nonstop yeah. as a kid. And I used to just, that was, I think actually that was my favorite musical as a child. As it, like, mm-hmm. if it was on TV, I got so excited, but you're right. If I watch it now, it's like, it's, it's so no, there's not a, okay. <laughs> there's a reason people love it. The music really is that good. And yeah. you also have John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John who are just absolutely astonishing mm-hmm. together in the movie. And 
so adorable and so yeah. attractive. And so, yeah, there's this like I totally get why people love the movie, but yeah, it does not. It doesn't really stand up to uh, to any kind of um, exploration uh, when you start to dig into it. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew, what do you got at number three? Well, you're going to trumpet because it's your number one, so we'll just wait. Okay, Andrew. What? He's, Are we not going to say it? Well, he knows, know? it's, he knows it's my favorite movie of all time. So You know what's funny is the last time oh. Susan was on, uh, we did best ever desert movies. Uh-huh. And yeah. my number one is my favorite movie of all time. And now Susan's back on. And now it's your turn, Aaron. Yeah, to it's have my turn to do my favorite movie of all time, movie of all time be number one. Okay. So and we'll, then next time Susan's on, she gets to talk about her favorite I'm, movie. I'm excited of all time. that it's your number three. We'll, we'll talk about that here, uh, here in a bit. Um, yeah. So on to our number twos. Uh, yes. This is where I have La La Land. Um, uh, yep. Man, do I love this movie. Um, I This is, like I mentioned with Moulin Rouge, this is the second time in my life where a musical has come out and I've just been like, oh, this is mine. You know, like this isn't something I had to claim from a previous generation. This yeah. is new music yeah. for me, feels fresh. And this even more than Moulin Rouge, because Moulin Rouge, like we said, cribs a lot from, you know, a lot of different musical uh, places. And, um, man, this is where I fell in, in love with Pasek and Paul, the, the songwriters, because the songs in this are, are just absolutely incredible. And it's where I fell in love with Damien Chazelle as a director. Uh, the way he directs this movie is absolutely astonishing. And, uh, of course, I mean, you know, Gosling and Stone, what are you going to do? I mean, it's just... And I am one of those who thinks the end is perfect. And, uh, and as painful as it can be for, for many, I think it is exactly what the movie wanted to say. Um, and so, yeah, man, I, I really, really, really dig this. It is a love I mean, letter to Hollywood musicals and also a Hollywood musical itself. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, for 15 seconds, it was the best picture. Of it the really year. was. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's what I was That's, thinking of. <laughs> That's right. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I love me some Lala. <laughs> <Lala Land. laughs> uh, Warren Beatty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Susan, Not his fault. Susan, what's your number two? Uh, Sound of Music. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I had it at number three. One. You had it at uh, number two. Very nice. Yeah. Besides, I would say Grease and Sound of Music were my childhood musicals that I watched repeatedly. Mm. And again, I used to know every song to sound of music like that would come on we had the vhs was that another one that was like you needed two vhs's for it i can't remember it, it might have been it's a long movie that's for long. sure yeah yeah it's really long but um my I family and that I, was a thing yeah we we loved it and it was just again it's so sad because i haven't watched it in a really long time but as a kid i remember just really loving all the music and again the story and i liked the way that the kids you know they didn't like her at first and the way they they changed over time which mm -hmm. i know we've seen plenty of times in in films but uh i mean yeah like it's it's wonderful it's great it's so great and julie andrews mm -hmm. is a treasure she's just such yeah, a treasure in this movie and I, I really think she is the primary reason this movie is so good because she's just absolutely uh, intoxicating. You just, you know, you want to yeah. root for her and she's so good at what she does. Um, and the kids, the kids are fun. And some of the songs the kids do, you know, Do Re Mi is one of the coolest songs ever to be in a musical. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I really dig uh, Sound of Music as well. It, it does go dark really quick. It, it went does? from like, like the first half is so like happy and then it goes into this like towards the end you're like oh things just got real i just Nazis do that every time i i just listened to a podcast 
from a woman who I think you mentioned the VHSs, you know? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. only watched the first VHS growing up, didn't realize there was there was more to the movie. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> and the the podcast was about uh she then went back and watched the the first half again and the second half. Her memory of this movie is just like about this, you know, uh l- like she talks about the Rolf and Le- uh, Lisa <laughs> love story is like the one she loved the most and how great they were for each other or whatever and she had no clue he was a Nazi, had no oh, clue about no. any of that stuff and then it was just so fascinating to hear her have to process how different this movie actually was than the movie <laughs> she remembered growing up. Um that's so, that's so sad, actually. Yeah, yeah. it is sad. I actually yeah. feel bad for her. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah. There was a Friends episode about. Um, oh, yep. About I Old Yeller, right? That. Where Phoebe, yeah, Phoebe, Phoebe had never watch... watched the end of Old Yeller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Or any sad movies. <laughs> right. Any movie, like, it, yeah. Right. She just. Yeah. Bambi, all that stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, all right. On to. Where are we at? I think we're at number, number two, two Andrew. Yeah. What do you got? The fact that Drive It Like You Stole It was not nominated or even won best song of that yeah. year is still something I'm furious about. My number two is Sing Street, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. It's a good choice. Oh, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. I love this movie so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Drive It Like You Stole It, That's that was my favorite song of the year. It's so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I like movies like that. If it's a musical, I like movies like this where the actual music itself is part of the story. It's not like a, a song and dance out of nowhere. No, it's he fell in love with music because of the introduction of certain bands from his brother and stuff. And you see his style change. Like he'll show up as like uh, uh, Maurice Gibbs or he'll show up as uh, Robert Stewart or Robert Smith. And he just, or David Bowie, he just keeps changing his, uh, his like a persona based on the the newest artist that he comes across. It's just a very beautiful uh, coming of age in a small Irish town movie. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. No, it's a great choice. Um, definitely my honorable mentions. Uh, it's yeah. it's the music in it is so amazing that it feels yeah. like it was written in the eighties. Like it, it feels yeah. you know it just feels so era specific and yeah it's it's really really cool. Uh, check out Sing Street mm-hmm. if you haven't had a chance to do that. Uh, yep. On to our number ones. This is where uh, Andrew's number three uh, becomes yes. my number one, and it is my favorite movie of all time, so it shouldn't be a surprise. Yep. Singing in the Rain uh, yep. is my oh. number one. Um, okay. Pure joy on screen. I just I love every second of this movie. Every number is a classic. Um, the dancing is some of the most incredible dancing I've ever seen in movies. The singing is some of the most yeah. incredible singing I've ever seen in movies. The acting is some of the most incredible acting I've ever seen in movies. It's just just a ton of fun to watch. Um, I, I thought recently with all the remakes that have been happening, would anybody dare uh, to try to do this again? And I just can't imagine you could... I, I don't know how you would even find three main actors to pull off what Debbie Reynolds, Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor do in this movie. Um, So yeah, it's, it's pretty, and I just heard the 4k they're, they're finally releasing it in 4k this year. So, uh, so yeah, that's going to be exciting. Um, But yeah, singing in the rain is my number one. Uh, Susan, what is your number one? Uh, it's definitely one that's a little bit newer, but uh, it's the greatest showman. Ah, nice. The music is stellar that movie speaking so of Pasek and paul uh they wrote all the music in this one too so yeah yeah 
So freaking good. I have, I literally, I watched that press screening, cried, was blown away. And then I immediately bought the soundtrack immediately. I was like, I Mm -hmm. need this soundtrack. And I could listen to it on repeat currently and not get tired of the music. I mean, the music is phenomenal, but I also, even though it's a story again, that we've probably heard before, I'm always a sucker for one stories about following your dream, your passion. And then you add in the element of people who are, different from mm-hmm. from you know what's the norm mm-hmm. and uh and just being accepted by society and when you're different and there's yeah it's just it's interesting i had my friend watch it the the first time like with me just a few years ago and you know the zendaya and the uh, uh zach efron love story like she we were watching it and she was like I don't, I don't understand what's, what is the like big deal? Why would, why would his parents care? She's more normal than the other people. And I had to be like, well, she's also, she's not white. And she was like, (laughs) oh, I think about that being a thing. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good that you didn't think about that being a thing, but Mm -hmm. it, it is a thing. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, uh, my, my opinions on this movie are well known to our audience. Uh, I think the music is some <laughs> oh, of the you most, don't like it? I think the music is some of the Ugh. most incredible music ever put on film. I think the performances are great. I think the, uh, I think that there is a, an interesting thing about, uh, making P.T. Barnum a hero that I, I have a hard time getting Just behind. Just change his name and it's one of the best musicals yeah. ever made. Yeah, because the real P.T. Barnum was not about, uh, people, you know, he was about he was, using people was, to make money. He was not he was about like horrible, you know, horrible man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. But that's you know that's that again. It's one of those things. Either you can put it in your suspension of disbelief and put it in the rearview mirror, or you can't. And I just wasn't able to with the Greatest Showman. But man, the music is absolutely astonishing. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um. All right, Andrew. I think that brings us to you. What's your number one? Well, as we've stated before, I absolutely love Shakespeare. So <laughs> <laughs> my number one's the Lion King. There you go. So nice. Oh, there you go. That's, yeah. that's that's a good one. Yeah, that's uh, great music. It's such it's such an amazing movie. The it, it gets me every single time. It doesn't matter how, matter how many times I watch it. Seeing little Simba come up to Mufasa after mm-hmm. when he's like dying makes me cry every time. Uh, be prepared. Uh, I could just list off every single song in that and say it's one of the best songs ever yeah. that yeah. Disney made. Uh, yeah, it's great. I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't have much to add. Uh, it's one of the classics for yeah. sure. Um, did you guys have any honorable mentions uh, that you wanted to throw out there? I mean, I did. literally so many Disney ones. This is what I was <laughs> yeah. thinking of. I was thinking like Aladdin, uh, well, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah. My honorable uh, mention is Disney. <laughs> Disney, Disney, yeah. Tarzan, Phil Collins has a great soundtrack. Oh, man. That soundtrack is uh, yeah, the only Disney's I had an honorable mention, and not because there aren't other great ones, but I did think worthy of mention for me at least were Tangled and uh, and yeah. Frozen. Um, I really like I really like yeah. those two. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. We could just say Disney and and kind of move on. Um, mm-hmm. do, do any other non Disney honorable mentions that you guys wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, actually, a movie that came out this year. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bo Burnham's Inside. Oh, that's such that an interesting oh, choice. Yeah. 
That's such that an interesting an... choice, but I completely agree. I yeah, yeah I would absolutely that was a great movie. Yeah, I would yeah. absolutely qualify that as both a movie and a musical. Um so I was I was on the fence because yes, he's giving a performance, but yet so much of what we're seeing is real. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. isn't a movie is so close to being a documentary, but so much of it's a performance at the same time. Yeah, yeah. The, reason, the reason I land that that is a fictional movie is because of how he ends that that movie. Um, yeah. It is a completely fictional ending that that uh, resolves the story, quote unquote, of you know what he has going on. So yeah, I think I think that there's enough of that there to call it a fictional film. So yeah. uh, in the Heights, we talked about that in the pre-show. I was, was going to say that. Yeah, uh, Wizard of Oz. Yep, I actually do love Wizard of Oz. I do too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would also mention uh, Mary Poppins. is another one of my favorites. Uh, really enjoy Mary Poppins. And uh, Prince of Egypt uh, is another animated one. Non-Disney. Oh, man, that's so good. Yeah, that's, that's really, really yeah. good. So there you go. Aaron, didn't you just recently watch Little Shop of Horrors? I did. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, Little, Little Shop of Horrors should have been on my honorable mentions as well. Um, but yeah, no, that's a great one. That is a great one. Uh, nice. All right, let's move on to our buried treasure, guys. We'll finish it off with one piece of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about. Uh, Susan, you're the guest, so you get to go last. Um, I will kick us off uh, since we're so much talking about Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> I saw The Tragedy of Macbeth, um, which I think is on Apple TV Plus here soon. Um, so, Susan, did you get a chance to see this one? Yeah, I watched it last night. <laughs> I love her tone right there. Uh, I wanted to. Well, <laughs> Andrew, you'll love it if you love Shakespeare. Okay. Have fun. If, if you love Shakespeare, uh, then even you may not like this movie. Um, I, I found I found it a little tedious. I found it uh, a little inside of itself in a lot of ways. I will say the performances are incredible. Um, but there, the Macbeth story has just never been even. I, I don't mind Shakespeare. I like much ado about nothing. I like, you know, Romeo and Juliet, I think is a beautiful story. Um, uh, Taming of the Shrew is an incredible fun story. Macbeth and is, things I hate about you does a great. Yeah. Of yeah, story. yeah. Yeah. But I've just never, That's how I want to watch it. <laughs> I just never, I've never connected to Macbeth. I don't get it. Um, it jumps all over the place. It's, it's just over the top and silly. Um, but the performances are great and the direction is great. There's some beautiful visuals, Another black and white movie this year. The year of the black yeah. and white film continues on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't love it, but I did want to mention that I I had seen it because I don't think we're going to spend any time uh, reviewing it uh, later on in the year. So I just wanted to throw it out there. Got good cinematography and mm-hmm. the performances yeah. are really good. But like you said, it's just it's a, Macbeth. I, I do like Romeo and Juliet. I yeah. do. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, it's Macbeth for sure. Uh, uh, Andrew, what do you got? Well, I don't know if you know this about me, Aaron or uh, Susan, but I read comic books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite uh, running comic series of all time is Spawn. And they actually started off a new uh, series of different spawns throughout history because Al Simmons isn't the only spawn. This is a gunslinger spawn uh, from the Old West. It is so fun. It's the same kind of amazing art style that Todd McFarlane's thrown out for decades now. Uh, he's not the main artist, but he has his style. The image has mm-hmm. shown forever. Uh, as dark and you know gruesome as the Spawn series is, 
I find myself laughing a whole bunch in this in this comic run. There's only two uh, uh, comics out right now, but this is it's going to be really interesting. There's a, a a fish out of water experience. Like if you were to take somebody from the 1800s and pull them into modern times, the things that would blow their mind is mm-hmm. is hilarious. There, there's like. Um, you just hear him screaming like, what the hell is this? And you see it's a, a bathroom. He's like, why is the toilet inside the house? Why would, when it fills up, how are you going to get rid of everything? Are you going to have to move the house? Cause he's used to outhouses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just funny stuff like that, but no, it's, it's really interesting and fun comic series. And I think that gunslinger spawn is my third favorite behind Al Simmons. And then, uh, Lord Farquaad, and uh, which is medieval spawn. It's good. You'll like nice. it. Nice, very nice. Susan, what is your buried treasure? Um. Well, I am a rom com fan, but uh, so with all these like dramas that I'm watching, like uh, every every year I go through this where I just can't wait to be done with all the like I love it, but I I reach a point where I'm like, okay, I need to get through these two and a half hour dramas and watch like something light and mm-hmm. happy and usually rom-coms are my go-to and one that i really actually could re-watch very often is think like a man uh 2012 film uh, not the sequel avoid the sequel this is terrible um <laughs> but it is on netflix right now and if anybody just wants a light-hearted comedy especially like when i, I was single yeah, when I was single, I thought this movie, I connected so much to um, Taraji P. Henson's character. Um, so I, I don't know. I just think it's a lot of fun. And it's got yeah. such a wonderful cast. It's whatever. It's mindless and, and hilarious. So nice. Michael you, Ely's you, eyes are intoxicating. <laughs> yeah, they are. His eyes are gorgeous. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. I, I also think Megan Good is beautiful. Like, she is stunningly I'm, gorgeous. I'm changing so. my buried treasure to Michael Ely's eyes. That is my buried yeah. treasure. <laughs> Michael uh, Ely's eyes. For, for yeah. this week. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. No, great choice. Think like a man. I've actually yeah. never seen this. Uh, so oh, you have you encouraged me to put it on my watch list. Um, it's a fun it's movie. It's so fun. Yeah. It's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> I could use a fun movie about right now. There's a lot, lot of things logging you, through. You could use a Michael Ely's eyes movie right now. I could. Now. <laughs> I could use Michael Ely's eyes in my life right now, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. We have uh, Think Like a Man, which is on Netflix. Gunslinger Spawn, which I just is... Realized- He's right there. He's right there. Uh, mm. That is available in comics, and the tragedy of Macbeth uh, will be available on Apple TV Plus. And Michael Ely's eyes are in Michael <laughs> Ely's skull. Yes. Before uh, we move on, Aaron, I just yes. want to say one thing. The reason why I didn't have my uh, my uh, list of shame throughout the year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I got the wrong movie. Spoiler: My next movie is going to be Before Sunset. Oh, that's okay. going to be the next movie I saw, but. I did them uh, in the wrong order. Like I, I got before uh, Sunrise, which is the latest one. Right. That's the, yeah, the third mm. one. Yeah, but I thought like I thought okay, it's before sunset, before midnight, before sunrise. You know, I was thinking chronologically. You know how the movie. <laughs> so I'm like okay, so before sun before sunrise must be first. first. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah no. So yeah, I found that out this morning when I was going to watch it. So nice, Whoops. very very nice. I'll uh, watch the right one before next time. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear what you think about it. That'll be that'll be really good. Uh, well, we did it, guys. We managed Woo! to do a podcast. Yay! Congratulations on your accomplishments. You all deserve a medal. 
Uh, thank you so much for joining us today for Sif Bob. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Well, thank you, buddy. Yeah, of course. Big thanks to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. And uh, thank you to Drew for putting together the visuals for the video show. Oh, yeah, thank buddy. You. And thanks to Susan Kamyap Stevens for coming Woo! by again. Love having you on the show. Uh, where do you want to send thanks. people? Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, yeah, you guys can go to thischicksflicks.com. That's I'm on Twitter with that handle, and um, and I'm on Instagram. And uh, nice. Yeah, I would say Google me. Say find me. Uh, this chicks flicks, and that's an X on chicks and an X on flicks. So this chicks flicks is where you can find <laughs> Susan and her work. And thank you. Susan for uh, hanging out with us again today. Much appreciated. Thank you guys. Also much appreciated are our members of Sif Pop. That support starts at three bucks a month and you get access uh, to bonus episodes at certain levels, uh, all sorts of fun perks. You can check out those uh, at patreon.com slash Pop. Lots of ways you can connect with us. Leave a pod, uh, leave a comment, a rating or a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can also email us if you prefer feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie loving friends will probably like this show too so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than selling a waterbed in 2021 uh <laughs> we will be back next week with much more we are still in the heart of award season so there's lots to talk about and we will catch you guys then Whoa. we know what we're talking about next week <laughs> yeah we have a little guess uh of yeah. what we might be talking about just a, <laughs> just a little a little movie we might sling into uh at some point I wonder what you're going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will catch you then. Bye. 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 As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.